Welcome to HRI's Next in Health podcast. I'm Jenny Colapitro, PwC's Vice Chair for Health Industries, working across pharmaceuticals, medtech, payers, and providers. And I am Igor Belakronitsky, a principal with PwC Strategy End, and I work with hospitals and health systems and health insurers, helping them with their strategies and operating models. Welcome, Jennifer. Very excited to have you as a co-host on this podcast, as Trina, our founder, is out. Uh, hi, Trina. And we have three guests today. We have Lauren Christian, Inshitovich, and Paul Leinwand. It is exciting to have them with us because they spend every day thinking through how to make healthcare more consumer-centric, and they will be sharing their insights with us today. And you know, Igor, my background is in customer engagement and experience, so this topic is very near and dear to my heart, from the importance of understanding the holistic consumer to providing services, leveraging digital and partnerships to meet evolving consumer needs and delivering a frictionless, valuable experience. But as we've seen time and time again across all industries, we find that there's an experience disconnect between where companies are focused and the consumer aspects that they're investing in versus the experiences that are most meaningful to end consumers. So thank you, Inshita, Lauren, and Paul for joining us to share the latest insights from your healthcare consumer survey. I'm excited to dig in and hear about some of the key insights on how the healthcare industry is doing relative to meeting consumer demands and providing value. And speaking of the survey, this is kind of the reason we have the three of you with us today. You've talked to over a thousand consumers across different populations in the United States. And having seen the findings, they're quite exciting. There are lots of implications for health organizations that are rethinking their strategies and that rethinking the relationship they have with the communities that they serve. So Inchita, let's start with you. What was the most surprising finding from the survey? Hi, everyone. And thanks for having us. I think for me, the most surprising finding was that despite a lot of recent new products and services that are being offered by healthcare organizations, as well as new entrants, consumers are not satisfied with managing big, critical, basic aspects of their health and wellness. They still need a lot of help. So for example, about 50% of consumers are not satisfied with their ability to manage weight and exercise. And more than 40% of consumers are not satisfied with their ability to manage their chronic illness, their diet, their stress levels, and sleep. And sadly, though perhaps not very surprisingly for this group, respondents who identified as females, who identified as having serious chronic illness or with low-income households indicate the largest dissatisfaction in managing their health. So there is very much still a need for that true healthcare partner who's partnering in your care and who's not only treating sickness, but engaging with consumers at a deeper level to really manage their wellness. Yeah, and actually building on that lack of partnership and healthcare that you mentioned in Sheeta, this is Lauren. I thought it was interesting that only 56% of respondents actually set health goals in the last 12 months. And even more interesting than that, it was mostly in the younger consumers. They're the ones that are setting health goals more compared to the older population. Over 75% of respondents between ages 18 to 34 set health goals compared to only 40% for ages 35 and up. Yeah, that's interesting. Sounds like there's a lot of unmet consumer needs. Paul, for you, what was the most surprising finding from the survey? 
Thanks, Jenny. For me, the topic of loyalty was really very important in this survey. We measure loyalty for consumers across many different industries. It's an important metric to understand how consumers feel about their current services and products, and obviously their likelihood to switch. And typically in healthcare, we think of consumers as relatively loyal. But in this survey, over 40% of consumers indicated a willingness to switch from their current providers. Even half of those that indicated high satisfaction are not loyal, telling us they're looking for alternative choices. The game that sort of table stakes are going up about their expectations. Interestingly, in the demographic, a younger demographic, more than twice as likely to switch. So this is an important issue for providers to think about, not just in terms of their current consumers, but obviously creating a differentiated experience that attracts consumers that are looking to switch right now. There are a lot of consumer surveys out there. So tell us a little bit about why it was necessary to go back to the market and ask the questions that you did and why was it important to do it now? Yeah, thanks, Igor. Really important question. Of course, as advisors in this space and working with a lot of providers, questions have been coming up for obviously the last many years about consumers and consumer experiences. But certainly the pandemic provided a new lens to really understand how consumers were seeing, as Inchida pointed out, their own satisfaction with how they're taking care of themselves, as well as what they're looking for in providers. So the pandemic provided that impetus for us to step back. And we've done that across many industries in terms of new behaviors that the pandemic brought. What were people doing when they were spending a lot of time at home? And now what are they doing in terms of change behaviors across many different activities? But healthcare is so important. And there was quite a lot of switching in terms of what people were doing to take care of themselves. So that was really why we decided to go back and really interview and understand what consumers were thinking about right now. Makes sense. Now, Lauren, you mentioned earlier that the bar to serve the health consumers is rising and the consumers are demanding more. So tell us a little bit more about what are those things that health organizations need to have in place to serve the consumers? What are these must-haves? So consumers in healthcare are expecting the same level of services and convenience that they get being consumers in other industries. They actually really want their providers to be the hub of their well-being management and to be easily accessible. And they want the basics at no additional cost. Some specific examples we saw from the survey included things like price comparison tools, digitally consolidated health information, and a single location for appointments and labs. We're working with a lot of health systems to help them start to get there by implementing a CRM system, consolidating EHRs and patient accounting systems. But I think a lot more can be done, especially in the realm of personalization and digital. Absolutely. And speaking of digital, I know we saw that the COVID-19 pandemic really influenced consumer behavior, particularly as it relates to their utilization of digital and telehealth and virtual care. And Cheetah, what are you hearing from customers and consumers? Are these changes here to stay? Do you think virtual care usage will decrease, stabilize, or expand? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought it up, Jenny. A lot of our healthcare clients are asking the same question. As they're really investing more in virtual and digital tools, of course, in the light of the pandemic. And the short answer here is, yes, demand for virtual care still persists and still remains unmet. So there's a couple of key insights from the survey that really support this. Firstly, consumers did really use virtual a lot. More than 50% of consumers surveyed use virtual care in the past year, compared to, if you think about other channels, only 35% of consumers used 
urgent care and retail, which we might have traditionally thought as the next kind of go-to from your physician visit. So it is definitely a popular channel. And also one-fourth of the consumers who used virtual care used it more than four times a year, which tells us that there is a growing demand as well as growing comfort with the channel, and people do want to continue using it. Also, people who used it really liked the experience and want to continue using it. So 90% of the consumers were satisfied or highly satisfied with the virtual providers. And the majority of these consumers, 65% who had a virtual visit, want to either maintain or increase their usage. And we saw this a little bit surprisingly for me personally across all age groups. So even our 65 and over consumers, 40% of them engaged in virtual health over the last year. And over half of them want to increase or maintain that usage. Now, some of that is driven by the pandemic, but there is definitely a lot more comfort and interest. And lastly, I would like to say that the survey clearly tells us that consumers are becoming more trusting of digital medical advice. And this wasn't the same a few years ago. Consumers rated trust with healthcare apps and internet research second only to medical experts and higher than actually how they rated health organizations such as even insurance companies and pharma companies. So tying sort of all this together and even back to Lauren's point earlier, virtual is definitely still important, but is more of a must-have as we think about our healthcare clients. They need to start thinking about what's next in that digital frontier and really how to have true digital engagement with consumers. Wow, really interesting. And you're, you're really pointing at kind of an inflection point in consumer engagement and the role of digital and how it's changing healthcare. So, Paul, you work with senior health executives on a daily basis. And recently, many health organizations have put in place heads of experience, has of loyalty. For those executives, what kinds of things should they be keeping in mind given the learnings from this survey and everything else you're seeing in the market? Yeah, really important topic, Igor. First of all, it's great that health organizations have put in place those executives. But of course, being consumer focused is about the entire organization. So we also have to make sure that those executives aren't pirate ships on the side trying to change things without having the support of the broader organization. But from this survey, I think there's really two big messages that would be great areas to focus on. The first is that consumers really want providers to meet them where they are. And here, what we see is that 30% and actually more than 30% of consumers receive care more than three times at some alternative site of care, a retail clinic, a workplace, alternative clinic, fitness center, or importantly at home. And 40% of those consumers actually want to increase their utilization. They want more of that. We describe this as kind of an omni-channel experience, right? Where we offer many different ways to interact, but we importantly coordinate all of those different channels so that the experience is really seamless for the consumer. That's going to be done not just because of what assets and services a provider has, but it's also going to be done through the ecosystem of partnerships that are either in place today or need to be in place to make sure that we can provide this omni-channel experience. So this is a huge I would say, objective for most healthcare systems in order to really meet consumers where they are. The second learning from the survey that I think applies here is that consumers are demonstrating a real willingness to pay for differentiated services. I think in what Lauren covered and also in show with virtual care, the table stakes are going up. 
And those table stakes, people, they want that as part of the service, but there are so many things that they are willing to pay out of pocket for, which really opens the door to other services, differentiated services, and providers need to make some decisions about which of those are they going to provide? How are they going to enhance the service and make sure that what they're doing is not only valuable, but differentiated? And just to add an example to that, Paul, we saw in the survey, consumers are willing to pay $400 to $600 a year for services to help them manage care for family members or have integrated family planning services. I think this was really interesting. And we have a lot more information on what consumers are looking for by segment down to the zip code level. And we would be more than happy to talk to anybody who's interested about more of those details. That's great. These are great insights and sounds like there's a real opportunity for all of us in healthcare to really better understand what consumers want and need. Lots of white space, a lot of untapped opportunity to really engage consumers, develop trust, develop loyalty and provide some real value. For more information on this topic, check out the embedded link to Becker's Hospital Review article on consumer behavior. And thank you, Paul and Cheetah and Lauren for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Very much. Thank you. For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation, and care delivery changes, please visit our website at pwc.com forward slash HRI. Until next time, this has been Next in Health. This podcast is brought to you by PwC All Rights Reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.